Hello and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folk tales from India. I'm your host Narad Muni and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. This week we'll pick up where we left off in the Ramayan. We'll see a nanny who executes a very house of cards style political move. We'll also see a father conflicted between his love for his wife and his love for his son. The character this week is an elephant that manages to survive a crocodile attack thanks to some divine intervention so far on the ramayan we have met king dasharath his three wives and four sons the sons are all avatars of vishnu and primarily amongst them is the eldest ram after whom the ramayan is named Ram is a very skillful warrior. He's also had an internship with the Rishi Vishwamitra and took care of a pest problem for him. Vishwamitra took him and Lakshman on a study tour which ended up with the two princes married to a couple of princesses. I recommend checking out previous episodes 6, 7, 15, 16. and in particular episode 24 i've linked all of these in the show notes we begin at the palace where the four princes were all grown up and married right about then bharat one of the sons was at his mother's kingdom on a holiday dasharath was still in charge of running the kingdom but He was now getting old. He looked back at his time as ruler. And yes, he had definitely checked all the pre-retirement boxes. One kingdom well ruled, check. People who paid their taxes but were still happy, check. Vishwamitra was now a powerful rishi friend, check. three wives who could stand by him through anything check four sons now all avatars of vishnu check so the next stage in his life could begin all he had to do now was to hand over the reins of the kingdom to the most capable of his sons now that retirement was definitely the path forward The choice of successor was a no-brainer. It had to be Ram, the eldest of his sons. He consulted with his council, and yeah, they agreed unanimously. All four princes were equally capable, but Ram was more equal than the rest, to borrow a phrase. Now, A father making a decision about his children would normally consult with the mothers but this 
was a very patriarchal society. So he made the decision and let his wives know. All three of his wives were of course thrilled. Ram was the perfect son to all three of them. He always treated them with immense respect and love. Well, all of them were thrilled except KK. KK was initially thrilled as well, but that soon changed when she had a conversation with Mantra. Now, you might recall that Dasharath owed KK a couple of pretty big wishes and Mantra knew about them. See episode 24, Promises Made, Hearts Broken. Yes, KK was happy when she heard the news from her ex-nanny, Mantra. Mantra was a very old woman. She had been Bharat's nanny, just as she had been KK's. As was the custom, KK gifted a necklace to the messenger. Mantra was an old lady and had no use for a necklace. But she could have just sold it. She didn't. She threw away the necklace in anger. Now, if you're a servant of the queen, you normally don't throw aside an expensive gift like that. Unless you pretty much raised the queen from when she was a baby. Kaike was surprised, but not offended. What's wrong, Mantra? She asked. Mantra told her. Making Ram the next king when Bharat was away? This was just a prelude to exiling or even killing Bharat. No way, said Kaikai. Ram would never do that to his brother. Maybe not Ram. What about Kaushalya? She'll be the queen mother. Kaikai did hesitate this time. Yes, the rule stated that the queen mother had more power than all the other queens. Mantra even reminded her of the Sukhu and Dukhu story from episode 26, where the favorite wife and her daughter were really quick in evicting the other residents of the household. Mantra persisted, and Kaikai seemed to be giving in. But what can I do about it? asked Kaikai. Mantra replied, You really need me to solve every problem for you? Dasharath made two unconditional promises to you. Surely you haven't forgotten those? That was enough. Kaikai immediately requested Dasharath's presence in her rooms, in a way that amounted to a summons. Dasharath was agitated to learn that Kaikai was cashing in her two IOUs. And she wasn't asking for a new chariot or a vacation or something. What she wanted would change their lives 
and the lives of everyone in the kingdom forever. She wanted Bharat to be made king and for Ram to be exiled for 14 years. In ancient India, life expectancy was not great. So the teenage Ram would be pretty much old by the time he returned. If he returned at all. At least that's what Kaikai was thinking. Dasharat was devastated. But Kaikai would not listen to him. Even the fact that the coronation party invites were already sent out with Ram's name on it and all the balloons and the big congratulations Ram cake and all the table settings, nothing changed her mind. This was like trying to do a last-minute substitution at the altar when the wedding was already well underway. Asking Bharat to be king was easy, but how could he possibly ask Ram to leave the palace and go into exile? Kaikai was not willing to budge. She had the IOUs from Dasharat, and the legal department found no loopholes. Dasharat was going to have to give in. He called Ram over and sobbed the whole story out. Ram handled it really well. If it's 14 years, I'd better get started right away, he said. The sooner I begin, the sooner I'll be back. He addressed Kaikai. You know, Mom, you could have just ordered me to go. I would have gone. You might think that this was a parting shot to make Kaikai think she had wasted one of her IOUs. But that was not Ram's intention. He meant it. He really would have followed Kaikai's orders. Lakshman, who was Ram's brother, and his companion on his internship with Vishwamitra, decided that he would go too. The two were a team, and you can't just break up a team. Sita, Ram's wife, wanted to go along too. She had sworn to be with her husband in sickness and in health. She wasn't about to back out of what was essentially a 14-year-long camping trip. As much as Ram wanted them to hang back in comfort, he couldn't refuse his brother or his wife. To tell the truth, it would be a bit boring without anyone else. As they left the palace, they wore simple clothes, not royal ones. They didn't want to attract the attention of highwaymen, including perhaps former colleagues of the author Valmiki. The people of the kingdom had made a decision. Ram was going to be their king, whether Kaikai or Dasharat or Ram himself wanted it or not. They would follow Ram, Lakshman and Sita into exile. This touched Ram's heart, but he had to point out the logical flaw. Ayodhya was a people, not a place. Ram couldn't be in exile 
if Ayodhya joined him everywhere he went. The people understood when he explained this. They could relate. They had just watched Thor Ragnarok, where Thor comes to a similar realization about Asgard. With a heavy heart, they decided to wait. Fourteen years was long, but not terribly long. They would endure it. It would not be bad. Ram told them to treat King Bharat just the way they had expected to treat Ram. If Ram trusted Bharat, that was good enough for them. They hung back as the brothers and Sita headed out of the kingdom. Meanwhile, speedy messengers had been dispatched to fetch Bharat back. Kaike was on cloud nine. She had, in effect, bent the whole kingdom to her will. Kaushalya was sad, but she had confidence in her son. He had packed some mosquito repellent and a few cans of food. He would manage for a few days at least. Dasharath was bedridden now. In grief, he cried for his son. Just the way Shravan's parents had said he would. Ram, Lakshman and Sita left the kingdom on foot and wandered through one forest after another. We'll end it here, but they will go on to have all kinds of adventures, meet all kinds of creatures, make all kinds of friends and some enemies. That's what the rest of the Ramayana is going to be about. A couple of notes on the show. Kaike is often vilified for her role in banishing Ram. But very little focus is on Dasharath, who made some rather rash promises. Dasharath, in trying to protect Ram, seems like the opposite of another king we have encountered on this podcast. Yayati, from episode 28, His Girl Friday. Yayati had no hesitation in grabbing his son's youth from him. The character this week is an elephant that manages to survive a crocodile attack, thanks to some divine intervention. Once upon a time, there was an elephant king called Gajendra. I know elephants are a matriarchal society and there isn't really a king. But consider this a bit of an exception. Gajendra, along with his herd, lived on Mount Trikuta, or the mountain with three peaks. One day, as he was bathing in the lake, a crocodile grabbed his leg. Kachendra tried to free himself. But, as most people know, crocodiles have incredible bite force and they don't just let go. When the herd realized he was done for, they walked away, thinking they couldn't help him. Curiously, none of the other elephants thought to try stepping on the crocodile. 
Gajendra was in pain and trumpeted until he was hoarse. But the crocodile was definitely not letting go. Gajendra then prayed to Vishnu, the creator. And in doing so, he held in his trunk a lotus that he had the presence of mind to pluck from the lake. That changed everything. Vishnu arrived at the scene and swiftly decapitated the crocodile. That's all for this week. If you have comments or suggestions, please leave a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at sfipodcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. Thanks to all you listeners for your continued support. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. Next week, we are back with Vikram and Betal. We'll see why, when you're the king, you should be careful whom you delegate a task to. They might do exactly the opposite of what you want. The character next week is a prince who is also a star in our night sky. It's the pole star. I'll see you next week.